0: Hello and welcome again to Metamorphosis, the podcast of Trinity United Methodist Church in Piedmont, Missouri, where we share the love of Christ to change people's lives. I'm your host, Eric Sintel, and in this episode, I'm talking with our worship pastor at Trinity, Shane Connor. Um, He shares a little bit of his faith background, and we get into his philosophy of worship and and how that informed the way that he went about um, creating our second service along with our lead pastor, Brian Abbott. Um, as well as the leadership team at Trinity. Um, and so we talk about, you know, the way that worship allows people to connect with God and how different forms of worship may facilitate that more or less for different people. Um, and we also talk a little bit about some really exciting opportunities coming up, um, in particular, the Mighty Name Tour uh, with Seventh Time Down uh, coming to Trinity. Um, and we talk about where you can get tickets for that. So let's hear from Shane. Um, So, Shane, thank you for joining us on the podcast. And uh, could you, maybe for our listeners who, um, they maybe know you or maybe don't know you, um, but they maybe aren't familiar with your faith background and faith journey, could you tell us a little bit about that? Sure.
1: Um, Well, whenever I was born and everything, my dad was already a worship leader at a church uh, here in Piedmont. And so, obviously, it was a, a church background. Um, Right off, music kind of stuck with me, you know, at a very young age with with him and seeing the, the band and how that went and how worship went and noticing that, you know, there was just something different about worship than other music that I listened to in my life. And it had depth and meaning and feeling that I just didn't really get with any other music that I listened to, although I knew music was, you know, a big part of, of who I wanted to be. So, you know, it kind of stuck at a, at a pretty early age. Um, it was a faith Christian church was the church I grew up in. Um, so it was a kind of a Pentecostal type of church. You know, it wasn't uh, structured in a, a lot of ways. They just kind of were led by the Holy Spirit and, and went from there. So it was it was good to see and have that kind of influence in my life from the Holy Spirit at, a, at such a young age, obviously. And uh, just kind of built the foundation from there.
0: Awesome. Yeah. And so uh, Trinity has recently, um, I mean, you're now the worship pastor at Trinity. And and I, I will go ahead and say, too, you know, that because of our the size of our church and the finances of our church, you know, it's kind of a stretch to have multiple staff members. But you really stepped up um, and accepted a, a very unique role um, where you're part worship leader, part janitor or custodian. Um, and so that's been, you know, a huge blessing for our church, um, for you to be flexible like that. And um, and so we just recently launched a second service, and we have the traditional service at uh, nine a.m., the contemporary service at ten thirty a.m. Um, and I think it would be interesting to kind of go behind the curtain and hear you share some of what um, what the behind the scenes looks like and putting together a service and especially branching out to a second service
1: yeah sure well you know whenever i was interviewed for the position you know i mean i knew i could uh lead a worship service I'd, I'd done it at, at, at faith christian a few times and, and kind of shared that role with my father and my sister um and we just kind of you know I, I got some leadership skills from that, obviously. Uh, although musicians are different. So it's a lot of type A, a lot of alpha personalities in there. (laughs) Um, So dealing with that was was definitely something I needed to learn. You know, whenever I interviewed for the job, I felt a little inadequate in a lot of ways, uh, to be honest. I I knew I could do the music part. Uh, I knew I was in tune with the spirit and, and, you know, what, you know, the songs that God would want for that week and things like that. You know, it's a lot of prayer and a lot of a lot of seeking out through the week for each service. I didn't want, you know, a computer to tell me what songs or a book or a magazine. You know, sure. I, mean, I wanted to go by by what the Spirit wanted. Um, so that that's that's, but that's been the easy part. You know, the part that I didn't feel equipped about was maybe a lot of the details of the sound. Um, didn't know a whole lot about slides or ProPresenter or any of the programs that that used to build a service, um, and literally almost right after I got hired, you know, the pandemic and everything started hitting. So we had to really learn and accelerate my knowledge base, uh, along with, you know, Pastor Tad at that time, and Matt Umfleet, and we had to really put our heads together on how we could make church still happen, even though the pandemic was happening. So that honestly helped me accelerate my timeline of being more equipped, learning sound Learning the equipment, learning the slides because we had to do it. I mean, there was nobody else there to help. Uh, it was just us. We had to learn, hit the ground running. And you know, the way I'm wired, um, I don't really burn out. I burn out more with stagnant than I do uh, a lot of pressure. So the pressure helped me, and, and really, it was it was a good thing. And uh, it got us on track. We got online. We got the service streaming. Um, I think the sound quality, of the equipment you know, we'd had that equipment for a long time. It was top of the line, you know, it was good stuff, but it would, you know, have been there for a long time. And we got to refresh a lot of that. And as we started doing that, we saw, you know, the needs for other areas and things like that. And, and I know that, you know, we're, we're in a small town, so finances and staffing and all those things are tough. So I wanted to make sure that I, you know, offered anything that I can do uh, just to make this happen. And the custodial part, they were like, are you sure? And I'm like, listen, I don't mind. Uh, it's it's humbling. It's good. You know, I, am going to use it. And, uh, through time, you know, it's turned into where, you know, I'm like the maintenance supervisor now, basically. And, uh, they hired my son part time to do the janitor work and he's just doing an awesome job, but he's actually picked up me multitasking in his life. And he's basically my second and he helps me in all kinds of ways. So it's been nice to, you know, have a couple staff members in that church that that we can act as as many, and you know every staff member there wears a lot of hats, and yeah. it, it really keeps the keeps the church running.
0: Yeah, and I just love the that spirit of you know whatever it takes, you know, right, you know. Right. Um, I think that really is you know very uh, humble and very positive, and and I would agree that our church has that culture in general. You know, you really don't have you know any experiences with. People like, no, I don't do that, you know. Now people might right. have a, ch- they might have challenges like, well, just my schedule doesn't allow me, or I'm sorry, I just don't have the energy in this, you know, stage of my life to do that ministry or whatever. I mean, so I mean, there are times when people need and have appropriate boundaries, but yeah, there's never like a just, well, I'm too good for that, or you know, <laughs> right, um, right.
1: Well, that's 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 part of the problem with the world, you know. I mean, yes. and, and being in the kingdom, we're supposed to be. Uh, the better example of, of how that works. And, and I, I really think that that does happen um, at Trinity. Yeah. Um, you know, it's been, you know, and it's, it's not, I haven't always basically had that mentality. I know, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, just, just like with anyone else, you know, I've had my struggles, you know, growing up and I've, I've done things that, you know, that I'm not proud of and I've repented for and things like that. So it's nice to you know, whenever I was hired part-time as the worship leader before I was hired full time, um, a few years before that, my main thing was, you know, I, I really wish I could give more, but I also had a full-time job at that time that wasn't in the church. You know what I mean? So it was like a little frustrating on my part because I couldn't give the time and effort that, that I'm able to give now. So once I got hired full-time and the church was my position, that's when all the stops kind of came out and I was like, okay, what else can I do? Where can I help? And, sure. and what, what can we do to make the the kids ministry grow, the worship ministry grow and, and just keep pushing. And, uh, and I really think, you know, p- pandemic aside, I still think that Trinity handled all of that very, very well. Um, I think we've tried to do what we can to keep up with our, our members that are, that are home and can't come or, or you know, people that are vulnerable and things like that. I really think we've done a, a really good job of trying to still, get the gospel to them, get worship to them and and, and just show love.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And so it's um, transitioning just recently to having two worship services on Sunday. Um, you know, that's, that's a big undertaking, you know? So what was that transition like? And what were some of the things that, you know, maybe behind the scenes that went into that?
1: Well, you know, I'm not, I love music. I love worship, you know, and, and I'm not as, as, much as it might seem that way. I mean, I'm definitely a contemporary worship leader, but I'm not against any other type of worship. Like I, growing up, you know, I had just as much of a feeling of the presence and love of God in a church that had one lady sitting at a piano, just hammering down on some hymns, uh four-part quartets, uh, full-on choirs singing and clapping in the background, you know, any of those services, I found love and appreciation and felt Jesus through all of those. So mm-hmm. I wasn't opposed to any of them. I just know that contemporary was just where I found my niche. Yeah. You know, my voice isn't, uh, you know, my father's voice is more of a pretty, he can do the vibrato and the moving around and things like that, that I really can't do. So contemporary, you know, a lot of contemporary voices don't really need that. So it just kind of where I fell uh, to be able to do it effectively. And you know, looking out over the services over the last few years since I was hired, um, I don't want, you know, I, I won't, won't just say just the older generation, but people that that miss the hymns and the traditional type of style. I don't want to shove contemporary down throat just because that's what my niche is. So we really started thinking, you know, how can we give everyone the worship experience that they need and that they want and that they get the most you know, CG's the most in. Um, and the second service is just where it fell. We were just like, you know, we feel like that, you know, we don't need to hit a certain number to to, to move to another service. We just need to take a step of faith out and do it and offer that. And the things are just going to fall into place. And it's only been a few weeks, but the what we've noticed so far is it's been uh, amazing in my eyes, you know, looking down from the stage and seeing the different uh, styles both happening in both services and seeing the happiness and the fellowship time that we have in the middle where both services can kind of come together and have that time of still seeing each other, having a cup of coffee, catching up, sharing some love and fellowship. It's just, it's just been real good to see.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that, you know, if you enjoy a certain style of music or, you know, maybe grow up with a certain style of music, um, especially in your worship services, um, you can, you know connect with that more and then connect with god more through that um but if it's like this is really different or just not my cup of tea you know that kind of creates that barrier to experiencing god through it um because you know at least maybe i'm just speaking for myself but i think you know other people may experience this too where you're kind of focused on what you're hearing you know like oh that was weird or that's different or i just yeah. oh, i don't like that um and yeah, so I really appreciate, you know, what you're saying about how we can experience God through any and all uh, forms of worship. Um, you know, I know, you know, in the church I grew up in, um, they, they would, it was exactly what you described. You know, you had a piano, you had, you know, hymns and, but, you know, everyone there was like really into it. And you could feel God moving often because um, everyone else was feeling it, you know, and I kind of like rode that wave. Um, And so, you know, I agree, it's not like one or the other, but rather, you know, let's offer multiple options so that, you know, however people best connect with God, they can do that.
1: Right. And, you know, one of Trinity's things, as you know, is that, you know, we want to spread the gospel with a changing culture. Well, Mm -hmm. that's part of the thing that I've noticed as a worship leader and being involved in worship for way longer than I've just been a leader, that wars of worship are a, a real thing. I mean, it's, it's something that, you know, the devil is obviously used to cause division, to cause, you know, separation, uh, just, you know, all kinds of things that rear their ugly heads when it comes to that because of the styles or, you know, well, our style's right, your style's mm-hmm. wrong, different things like that. So I really love that Trinity's embraced that, hey, there's not really a wrong style here. We just need to be sure to offer, you know, the, the different choices, you know, and that and that's the thing. When you go to the grocery store, I'm not going to pick the same barbecue sauce that you might pick so i mean it, it's, it's the same kind of mentality is that we don't want to force a certain type of worship on somebody we just want to give you the options and i think with those two services you know the celebrate recovery service on friday that is just absolutely blowing up uh you know the kids wednesday night is the as covid and things start kind of winding down that's starting to wind back up and it's just really awesome to see the potential and and the growth that we're experiencing
0: absolutely yeah and i think that's a really good way of framing it too is you know you can look at different worship styles or types of music worship music and you can have kind of this exclusionary me- or exclusionary and inclusion binary in your mind or kind of a right wrong binary and say well there's a right way to worship god in a wrong way <laughs> and right. and i and i think that's probably an unhealthy way to view it you know that's a because it's really often more about just one's personal preference um, than there actually being like only one way to worship God correctly. You
1: right, know? And, Right. And 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 I think that a lot of that is, you know, it, it's hard for, you know, man to walk into a place and shed off and focus on, hey, listen, no matter what kind of music is played in here, the goal here is to glorify God. So if that's the mission and that's the goal, Even though it might not be your cup of tea, even though, you know, I'm not really into drum beats with with worship music or I'm not into this or that. You know, you've got to understand that if it reaches this other generation or if it's reaching this certain people that really don't feel like they have a place to worship or a way to worship. um, You know, one thing that we did with uh, some of the kids on Wednesday nights is we noticed that, you know, during the worship time, they weren't really getting involved like some of the other kids were. You know, they were kind of aside, and we didn't want them to feel that way. So we set up tables and let them just draw, or just paint, or just do anything during that worship, and that was their expression of that. You know, and and I love how Trinity really embraces that kind of thing, and we kind of push that. Hey, there is nobody that's going to be out of place here. We're going to make sure that we that we all glorify God one way or the other, and it, and it seems to really be helping.
0: Absolutely, yeah, I love that example. Um, You know, because we all. I, you know, it, I, it's almost maybe analogous to love languages. You know, we all kind of experience and communicate love naturally in certain ways and not as naturally in other ways. And maybe you have to work at it a little bit more in those other ways. Um, and similarly, mm-hmm. I mean, we experience God and connect with God best in certain ways. And then other ways, maybe we have to work at it a little bit more. We have a really exciting opportunity for people, and I've mentioned this before, but um, you've been directly involved with it and probably are are the person to talk to, but we have Seventh Time Down uh, coming to Trinity. Um, Can you tell us, our listeners, a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Kathy Hincklin is the CR coordinator at Trinity and Grace United at her church in Greenville. Um, She was having a Celebrate Recovery service kinda of like an anniversary, I think. Um I don't want to misquote, but I think it was an anniversary celebration. Uh over in Greenville and me and my family, you know, 'cause my family we we started the devoted group that's a band that plays uh worship team that plays on Friday nights for Celebrate Recovery. So, you know, we're we're very involved and, and we love that. Um, you know, my my dad and sister obviously are from my dad's church uh, in town. So it's a different church, but you know what? We've bridged this gap and we have the same goal because we're all kingdom. So I love that we're not using, we're not letting denominations and any of those barriers stand in the way of us getting the gospel and and worship out to people. And we went over there to their celebration and they had um, the lead singer, a broken vessel there. And it was just him and an acoustic guitar. And, you know, he did some worship songs and gave his testimony and it was just really good and really moving. And afterwards, um, I was speaking to the manager, and she was actually the manager of a tour that they're starting uh, called the Mighty Name Tour. And she was telling me that it's, they're looking for churches and things like that. And then, you know, Kathy kind of peeked over my shoulder and said, hey, Celebrate Recovery will help with this. Uh, we want to make sure that this is not a, a huge cost to people or a burden. We want to make sure that people can come Uh, you know, hear about God, worship, and have just an awesome time of fellowship together. And, you know, the ball really started rolling that day. And a few days later, we had them signed up and they are coming April 8th and it will be uh, seventh time down. Uh, We are Vessel and um, Joel Vaughn. And they actually asked Devoted, the Celebrate Recovery worship team, to open for them. So that's pretty exciting for us as well um, that wasn't my, my goal. I really don't care if we open them or not. I just want to make sure that we were offering something like that to this church, to this community, you know, because, you know, so many things have happened with pandemic and, and not being able to get together, not being able to have these times that we want to be sure that we're ushering in, uh, that happening soon. So they will be here on April 8th and it's just going to be a good time. Tickets, we're selling 400 seats because we don't want to pack more than that in there and make it uncomfortable for people. Um, but they're already, I think we're already over 100. So we're they're selling fast, and uh, that's that's good to see because uh, we just know it's just going to be a good time for the community.
0: Yeah, that, that is so awesome. Um, you know, and if anyone's unfamiliar with Seventh Time Down, you know, I would compare them to. Well, I would say if you like, you know, Chris Daughtry's music, um, you know, mm-hmm. they, the lead singer's voice kind of reminds me of him and just their style of songs remind me of his music a little bit. You know, so if no, you like,
1: absolutely. that's a great, it's a great comparison.
0: Yeah. So if you like Chris Daughtry, you would like seventh time down and, and you know, their music's been on, you know, national radio, Christian radio, of course. And you know, th- so this is a pretty cool, cool thing you pulled off and, uh, yeah, definitely people go, uh, sign up. So how how exactly do they get the tickets? They, it's on a website, correct?
1: Yeah, actually they can go to, uh, it's on iTickets. So if you just go to tickets at iTickets.com, uh, and you can literally type in the Mighty Name Tour, or, uh, I think it asks locations if you want, so you can look up Piedmont, uh, you know, whatever you want to look up and, and it'll, it'll narrow it down for you. Um, but it is the Mighty Name Tour. It's on April 8th. And, uh, they do have some different uh, ticket options. We wanted to make them as cheap as we could. So I think general admission is only $10. So, I mean, that's that's pretty cheap to be able to come and yeah. see, you know, some bands of this caliber, obviously. Uh, you know, we're pretty excited about that. Um, they, I think they have a VIP pass for $25 where you actually get to come in a little bit earlier, get closer seating, uh, get some time with the bands, uh, and then an ultimate pass where you actually get to meet them, get signed posters, uh, really get to get involved with them a little bit more, uh, for a hundred, but you know, it's just kind of whatever, whatever you choose. Um, the options are all still there. Um, and we got some pretty cool things. So when you're waiting in line, I just sealed up yesterday where, uh, the lemonade house grill is going to have their mobile set up there so we can get all kinds of awesome lemonades. And I'm working on getting Hercules barbecue to set up where you can get a pulled pork sandwich or some pulled pork nachos or something while you wait. So, we're trying to really make it accommodating for everyone and just just have a good time of fellowship.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, this this is going to be such a cool event for our community. Um, you know, I think I mean, I, it's been a while since I've been to a concert, you know, <laughs> mainly because of COVID, but um right. you know, I think a cal- a concert of this caliber would normally be easily $40 a ticket. I mean, something like that, probably. Um, so this, this is really cool, um, that we're able to right. do this. Right. And,
1: and we, we, we do know that, you know, and going over the numbers and everything, uh, you know, like I said, we wanted to keep the ticket prices as low as possible. We're probably going to take up a love offering for the bands just because what, what we're actually having to give them to come, uh, is so, <laughs> so minimal yeah. that, I mean, that i I know that it is a one that, you know, sets up and we, we play it fall festival and we play at different churches and, you know, the devoted team does. So we know that that doesn't come cheap. So we're, we're probably going to take up a love offering. I know Compassion International is who's sponsoring this. So it's going to be a great opportunity to get into that, uh, sponsor some kids that really need some love and to feel Jesus in their lives through us, you know, so I think it's just going to be just an awesome event, awesome time. I'm, it can't get here soon enough.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I don't. I think I missed that Compassion International was sponsoring it. That's even cooler. Yeah, um,
1: that's that's actually the sponsor of the whole tour. Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah, we uh, Jessica, my wife, does a lot of work with Compassion International through our church. You know, and and is sort of like the sponsor, not the sponsor, but the the person who gets stuff in the mail and then you know goes mm-hmm. to church and tells people about it and encourages them to give. And yeah, so they do a lot of great work where you know they're providing for uh, people's material needs in developing countries, but also, you know, providing education, um, and, um, worship and Christian teaching. And so, you know, those people, uh, I hope feel very loved, um, by Christians and therefore by Christ and, um, and just, you know, have a, a great biblical, uh, Christian foundation as they're growing up. Um, and,
1: and I think they do. I mean, we can all take it for granted where we live. Well, yeah. you know, what we're doing, I mean, look at what's going on in Ukraine today. I mean, it, it, it's easy for us to just be spoiled and, you know, not worry about things like that. But we sponsored a kid from Mercy Me concert, I think, that Compassion was doing, you know, years ago. And what I loved about it was I was like, I am seeing the results of what we're doing. I mean, I, we were getting letters from the kid. Uh, You know, pictures of, hey, we got what you sent. You know, the kid had the clothes on that we sent and the different stuff. And it was just really neat to see the fruit of that. You know, we were so we knew we were affecting this child's life. So it really was nice for me because I'm a, you know, I need to see. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it was good for me to see that and know that, you know, this this is for real. This isn't a gimmick. This isn't I mean, this is something that that really is touching the lives of kids that normally wouldn't get that opportunity that we take for granted.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Shane, thank you so much for your time and is there your thing. yeah, is there anything else you would like our listeners to know about God, about Trinity, about uh, anything?
1: Or well, something? no, just just um you know, the the devil is still at work. You know, even though he's defeated, he is definitely out there trying to slow down, uh, hinder anybody any way he can. Uh, you know, we see it every day. Everybody does, you know, yeah. and, and it's easy to turn your, turn your head or get mad at God and think, you know, how do you allow these things to happen? And I just want to encourage people that that is not the case, you know, real love, real work, real things are happening in the kingdom. We've got to stay, you know, hold fast to that. Um, Trinity is been coming from a Pentecostal background to, you know, a Methodist background. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't really read the Methodist, what the denomination meant, what it was for. Uh, what they believed, you know, anything like that. It has been absolutely refreshing to come in and see all the outreach that Trinity does, all the plans, all the vision that Trinity has, the thing, the lives they want to affect. So, you know, we want you to be in the kingdom no matter where you're at, but we also want to invite you to come check out Trinity now that we have especially multiple options of worship and, and fellowship and things and, and just come there and just, and just see what we're about because it's, it's exciting what's going on.
0: Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you again, Shane, and uh, have a good rest of the day. All right, buddy. I'll see you later. All right. Bye. Well, thank you, as always, for listening, and please get those tickets for some of the time down. Please tell people that you know might be interested in that about the concert and the tickets. You know, of uh, the idea of a Christian rock band that sounds like Chris Daughtry from American Idol um, just does not sound appealing at all, well, who does it sound appealing to? I mean, this is a great opportunity to uh, evangelize to people um, and to uh, love on people by, you know, mentioning this cool opportunity that they might want to take advantage of that might be fun for them. So uh, thank you again for listening and uh, please tell people about the podcast to help us grow and reach more people and God bless.